is the war affecting you? Because obviously you have family in Russia and you have friends, maybe family in Ukraine. How, how is it, you know, how are you dealing with it? Uh, actually it, um, it ruined many, many plans and, uh, many, it limits you as well. I mean, limits, uh, limits me and, um, my friends, my, uh, my family, of course. But uh, I try to find the advantage in, in all situations, like whatever happens to you when you look for, I mean, when you don't complain, just com complain and saying how bad everything is, mm -hmm. you just try to find the ways in this bad situation to deal with things. So that's, that's what I try to do. My name is Dimitri Politov. I'm nine times world pole champion. And you're watching right now Folks Alert interview. Welcome to Folks Alert. My name is Kiko. My guest today is Dimitri, nine-time world, world, nine times world pole champion. Sir, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, Kiko. And what about you? Uh, listen, I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I can't complain. You're here. Uh, I get a lot of motivation from your your videos on Instagram. Thank you. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. I, I wish I can do half of the things that you're doing. I can teach you quarter of the things I can do. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you can, maybe you can, but let me, let me ask you this. How long have you been doing this? Oh, I've been doing poll since 2012. Okay. I started in 2012. So you've been doing this in 2012. Yep. So for me to get as good as you, I'm going to need a lot of work. Probably, but, you know, I passed through a lot of mistakes, which I may uh, tell you to, to not uh, pass through so you can get it in a shorter time. That'll work. That'll work. Where are you from? Where, where are you from originally, Dimitri? Originally, I'm from Russia, from a very small town. I was born in that town and left it in 2012, actually, at the time when I started Paul. Yeah, then I lived uh, in Ukraine for, for almost 12 years, mm -hmm. now currently living in Turkey. So actually, I'm a, a very much, pretty much international guy. World traveler. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I kind of get it because you're from Russia, 
you guys are known in Russia for gymnastics. Okay. Uh, that was sure. a big thing. That was a big thing in the eighties, Russian gymnastics, ice skating, you know, um, winter sports, you guys are, that's what you're known for. So did you pick up the gymnastic? What came first? What made you interest in pole? Um, pole? Okay. I will tell you like this. Uh, I never did any gymnastics or something, uh, some official kind of sports. Mm -hmm. Uh, my background is break dancing and, uh, those those days it was like 2004 or 2003 where you don't have a teacher you just come uh, to a, like a kind of underground place where the young guys the same age as you are or maybe somebody a little bit older just get together put the um, stereotype player you know that when you put the cassette and uh, play it on with the music and just try to copy uh, the guys from america doing uh b-boying and we had no no idea how like no tutorials no youtube we just watched and tried to copy that was the background yeah and then uh, then i started with the parkour also i started before it got the name parkour we were just jumping from roof to roof running on the walls doing the wall flips and stuff uh -huh. and then maybe after a year we watched a movie which was called uh, yamakati and um, and that's how we discovered that actually Yo, guys, we are doing parkour. <laughs> yeah, this is the, the background. Now, it's funny that you say breakdancing, right? Now, you don't you speak Russian. That That's your native language. And you're watching, sure. you're, you're hearing music from the United States, breakdancing, hip-hop, b-boying, that kind of... What were you going? You were going based upon the beat, right? Because you couldn't, you didn't understand what they were saying at the time. No idea. Yeah. Now so, I do. Now you do. But the mute, the music is what got you interested. Yeah, exactly. It's actually not about the words. It's more about the, the atmosphere that this music brings in mm -hmm. and, um, and the mood, like the, the hip hop and original funk. That's what we were listening. I saw a video of you, right? And you were, well, I got a bunch of video of you. It, there's so much of content you got on that Instagram. It's, it's hard for me to even keep up. But the very first video I saw of you was you doing, you were in a hotel room and you did a backflip on the wall, sat in the chair and then pick up the coffee cup, right? Sure. That's, that's how, and listen, that's how I found you, right? well and okay I'll, i should post more videos of this type no you should you should but i interview kira right um i had her mm -hmm. on the show and i think she reposted that video and i said yo i said i gotta okay. talk to, i said i gotta talk to that guy right because she did the poll i found her by accident too and i didn't even know that there i didn't know that pole dancing or pole work or artistry or uh, was it like a sports and people were really getting awards and you know you guys show up and you know compete i had no idea you guys were doing this stuff pole dancing or pole work to me is l minimal what we see maybe in a strip club i don't know if you guys have that in turkey but that's i don't i guess you know you can call it pole work you know some of them do the, the artistic work in the in the strip club 
but I didn't know outside of that, this was a whole competition. You guys train, uh, getting awards. So when I found her, I interviewed her, right? And then she, I started following her. Then she reposted you. Then I go to your page and dude, you got all this thing going on. Like you say 2012, but it looks like you've been, and I can see why you're the nine times world champion because you're really good. You are good. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, do you get, do you ever get tired of winning? Uh, actually, no. And it's not about uh, the winning. I, uh, many times I lost, uh, one, once I even placed the last and, um, it's, I just, I just say the amount that I won, but you don't know the, the amount that I lost as well. Right. But you, was it when you, when you lost, right? This was in the er the earliest stage, right? Uh, so, sorry, say again. No, when you, you the first time you lost, you said you've you've won and you've also lost, right? You've learned yep. more. You've mm -hmm. learned from winning. You've learned from loss. It, was that? Uh, earliest, I would say. I would say stage? both. Both. I would say both because um, from from uh, losing, you learn. Uh, you you learn the patience and um, and um, I would say being humble mm -hmm. and from uh, winning you learn uh, you learn as well that you, you kind of take some responsibility each time to do better and better so both ways you have to accept as lessons doesn't matter whether you win or lose it's all about the um, the exchange the energy exchange with the audience with the judges what they've seen already what, what you can do more to impress them to impress others or to tell your story yeah, it's all about that. How often do you train? Like how many, how many times a week do you train? Every day. I train every day. And uh, the only days I don't train is whether I just physically have no chance. Like I'm in the airplane or even if I'm in the airplane, I'm just doing at least some stretching or whatever. Or if I'm like very tired or very sick, that's it. But when I'm, when I'm not tired and not sick, I train every day. You're, you're whatever it is, pole, breakdance, parkour, whatever. You're in the you're in the gym right now. Uh, I'm in a pole studio, yeah. So this is like your second home. Uh, kinda yes, yeah, it's true. You did a you did a little dance. I want I want to play something for you, and I want I want to I want to play something for you. I want to come back. I want to talk to you about it because this kind of speaks to your what you just said. You started out pole dancing. And now that, well, not pole dancing, break dancing, and that kind of, you kind of implement a little bit of that into your, your routine, how you, you do your artistry. Okay. So let me, let me play that for you. And I want to come back and I want to talk to you about it. Sure. I see it. I see it. When you come up with your routine, right? Do you, is it a combination of what you want to convey to a crowd? 
or is based upon a combination of things that you've you want to combine together like tell me about your routine when you come up with a routine or a set for example for example the video that you just uh, showed uh -huh. is um is a very short instagram video and uh, it didn't take me much time to to create it, I, I was just inspired by my friends who are doing capoeira. Also, my son is uh, doing capoeira, so I just I just started with him because I was bringing him to the uh, to those classes and I watched how they do, how they move, and I decided to adopt the the movements of capoeira to Paul because I thought it would be uh, it would be cool, maybe funny, maybe cool. I don't know, maybe both. Okay, you said your your son. He's yep. he he's following to he's following in your footsteps. Uh, kind of yeah. Actually, yes, he he does. He uh, he follows all of my footsteps with all the mistakes that I did uh, <laughs> in my past. Like when I try to when I try to teach him, like listen, when you do backflip, keep your uh, chin to your chest, stay mm -hmm. stay tucked, and he's mm -hmm. just like never listens. He goes as I did with with the kicking. Uh, backwards and uh, falling on your chest or your neck that's all mistakes actually uh, I realized that you actually have to pass through to get the real experience because when you know like when you go to uh, gymnastics and you have your trainer or coach and he teaches you uh, the exact way and you don't know any other ways and when something something happens by accident that you're not ready for mm -hmm. you weather panic or die or break something or you just and then you just get scared and quit quit the game but when you know everything that can happen to you like you you did all mistakes by yourself i think this is the, the real experience which um which never gets you uh which never makes you uh lose the interest to the discipline got you i, I want to play an exchange between you and your son and then we'll okay. come back we'll come back and talk because i don't want to i don't understand much of what you guys the exchange because you guys were speaking a different language but it was an intimate moment between you and him uh when he did the flip so let me let me play this and we'll come back we'll talk and you can um tell me about the exchange between you and your son Серафим, а если я не умею делать сальто от стены с чего мне начать Серафим, а если кто-то не умеет сальто от стены что ты им посоветуешь какие упражнения Первое, делаешь, пытаешься сделать вот так вот шаги. Потом делаешь два шага и прыгаешь на спину. Окей. Okay. Потом делаешь кувырок. И все? Три шага? Да, три шага, и все. А дальше? Понятно. Какой первый шаг нужен, чтобы научиться? Tell, tell me about this exchange between you and him. Окей, okay, I will tell you. Uh, it was one of those days when we just um, trained together. I wouldn't say train, we just play around and have fun in the um, in my gym in Turkey. Mm -hmm. And um, I showed him the wall flip. He tried it a few times with me spotting him. And um, I said, let me spot you. He did it like twice. And then he said, I think I can do by myself. Right. But I said, uh, I don't think so. I said, you need more repetitions to to get like to get the technique but his confidence is above his technique like actually like uh, i had when i was uh, 15 years old 
he's nine. And uh, then I, I went uh, to take my phone and I see he already runs without me and does the wall flip. That's how he did it. And then I just decided to, uh, to ask him to um, kind of give tips to those who cannot, who wants to learn the wall flip. And I say like, um, what if I can't do wall flip? Which exercises would you recommend? And he said, you can wall flip. I said, okay, <laughs> what if somebody can, cannot do it and wants to learn? Right. Yeah, and then he gave the, the the tips. Actually, it's like those funny tutorials on TikTok, like you know, when the guys passing by on the street see, seeing another guy doing backflip and just ask him like, "Oh, how you do that?" And then he shows him first jump, then roll, and then flip. <laughs> so it was kind of this um, tutorial. How, how how old is he? My son uh, will turn ten in May. Ten. So. If he's 10 now practicing working out with you, he might, you know, he's got some big, some big shoes to fill. I hope so. Has he, has he expressed to you what his interest is in doing? Uh, actually he's not very much interested in what I'm doing because I think he's seen it, uh, a lot and he just um get tired of looking at me doing all these flips and stuff but sometimes when he has the mood uh, he can do it for fun i never push him and uh, at the moment he chooses something that brings more money because he said okay dad now i'm gonna start doing football because i heard that cristiano ronaldo earning few millions per month <laughs> few million dollars per month i said okay do that i bought him a, a ball the fo football um to play so now he's uh, he's he lives in switzerland and he goes to, um, to football courses there so that's what he's interested in right now okay that's cool that's good i mean earning money yeah when you're 10 it's important but it, you know it keeps him occupied and you know at least you're supportive in what he wants to do you know and what he wants to do and you know the things that interest him that's that's always important for kids yeah, you're right. Now, back to you. You're nine times world champion. Okay, nine, nine times. That's, that's, uh, that's a lot. Okay. Mm -hmm. but when, you, when you won your first title, okay, you won your first title. Take me back to that moment when you won your first title. How difficult would it, was it to, for you to get to that point and then you finally <clears throat> got over the hurdle? I will tell you, it was uh, the first world competition it was in 2015 uh, in Beijing in China uh, the, in that competition I had to make a routine at least 430 or five minutes long which is pretty much and uh, I was dying I, to tell the truth prepare that routine was very hard um, stamina wise and tricks wise I put so many tricks I wanted to show off as much as I can yeah, but at the end when I won, it was um, yeah, it was very, very cool feeling. That was the beginning of the way, 2015, and since then, uh, nothing can stop me. It's it seems that way. Now, you're living in Turkey. You're from Russia. Uh, went to Ukraine. Now you're living in Turkey. How do you guys determine the competition? Do you have yearly competition? 
uh, annual competition, quarterly? How does this work? Uh, normally, uh, there are nationals, like mm -hmm. selections. There are pre-selections for selections, then selections for nationals, then you compete in nationals, and once you win or get in top three, then you uh, qualify for the Worlds. But uh, it depends on the country because, uh, you know, in some countries there are no federations, so they, um, the athletes have to uh, find some country which has open qualification, so it's pretty much uh, complicated to explain. But, uh, yeah, if you, if you want to compete the, the, like, the official world championship, then, yes, you need to, to pass through many uh, steps before. Okay, so there is and a yes, and the, yeah, the, sorry, the world competition happens every year, and there is not just one world championship. There are few at the moment. The biggest federations are um, IPSF and POSA. Mm -hmm. um, one is based in Italy, another one in UK, um, and of course there are many smaller federations all over the world, and they're running competition. I think almost every month. If you like, if you really. Uh, Google it, you can find the competition for you to compete almost every week maybe or every month gotcha. because each country is organizing something. Maybe it's not very official, but uh, still people are competing and I think it's cool But because this is what uh, makes the culture move. Definitely, definitely. Uh, speaking of culture, I, I when I spoke to, to Kira, um, she was telling me that it's her hope that pole competition be included into the Olympics. But what's your thoughts on mm -hmm. that? Uh, I'm not really um, running for that. And um, I, I think once it's included, of course, it would be a, a big achievement and it will be crazy. But um, I'm not, uh, I wouldn't say I, I really focus on that and I try to push uh you know the system to become uh, to make a pole become olympic because uh there is there always be this stereotype because you know uh like talking about striptease and all this stuff and uh, club dancing because mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't mean that once the pole becomes olympic people will stop dancing in clubs it will always exist and striptease will always exist on the pole and maybe because of that uh, the stereotypes sit so deep into people's minds, so that that's why it's still associated with the striptease. So I just I don't care. I do what I like. I don't striptease, but I mean maybe I can. Just uh, I don't look that good as a stripper, you know. I wish I I could. Yeah, I would. If I had something to show, maybe I would do that. <laughs> yeah, but um, for me it's not because I never been a stripper. For me it's not offensive when people think this way just for me it's enough just to show the video of what i do and and they say oh this is parkour i said no it's pole and uh, on the pole is the same for me it's like it's another dimension like there is a floor and on the floor you can dance break dance ballet you can do yoga you can you can just walk on the floor or you can just sit on the floor or whatever you can do this is the dimension for you to create right and the pole for me is the same. It's just one of dimensions where you can do something. What you do is your choice, whether dance or just climb or do fitness or workout or do striptease, whatever you, you do, it's cool. Like the more ideas you have, 
to uh, to present on this vertical bar uh, the wider the culture becomes of course if it if it's olympic i i would love to compete oh i i i would love to see you there i want to show you the and and by the way this is not strip club stuff what you do is is a complete i listen i was ignorant to this whole thing right because i didn't know i didn't know this whole competition athletic stuff exists i didn't know until mm -hmm. i saw kira and then i saw you i'm like this is this is something different i want to play a clip from your instagram of of you doing uh, a routine and we'll come back we'll talk because this is uh what you do is art skills uh, this takes a lot of strength in order for you to pull off so let me play this we'll come back we'll talk Nice. Nice. Thank you. Nice. Uh you doing all this this workout, you know, when you doing your routine. Do you get hurt when you're doing it? Have you have you ever got of hurt? Of course. Of course, that's the part of the part of the business. You get hurt, sometimes you get injured. It's normal. How often? Uh you know, the older I get, um the rarer I try to get injured. But uh yeah, sometimes it happens and you never know because mostly when you're really focused and when you do like dangerous tricks or tricks where you um might possibly get injured you you don't get injured because you focus but mostly it happens on stupid things when you when you like relaxed or when you didn't focus enough or you just didn't put the mats because you know this move is so easy mm -hmm. so i think being focused is the most important thing and uh I mean, focus not just like before the trick, but each split second of your uh, movement. Do you? And I sh I showed a little clip of you getting hurt, uh, and is obviously you may slip, something may happen, but in order for you to do what you do, right? That takes right. it takes a lot of body strength, upper body strength. And that that takes a lot of practice. Is there any special thing that you do other than I mean, what's your diet like? Do you eat normal oh. like normal people? <laughs> to tell the truth, to tell the truth, I have no diet. I just uh, I just trust my body and I try to be connected with my body. Um, so the the mind, the energy, and your body is one uh, single thing. And if something is not connected. Many people can tell you many, many different things, but they don't know. Um, I mean, they can rely on their own experience or on the experience of many, many other people, but it doesn't mean it will suit your, um, uh, like it will suit you. Right. And that's why um, I guess, I mean, also it's uh, in my opinion, for me, the most important thing is just uh, being in harmony with yourself and uh, following your body's needs and your, um, how can I say if you like if you want to eat 
sweet, or if I want to eat sweet, I just do it. Or if I want to, I don't know, to eat something very fat or burger, it means that something is missing. It's not, there is, there is a reason for everything you do and everything you yeah. want. If you want something, it's for a reason. So I, I just give that burger to my body. Okay, eat it. <laughs> right. You, uh, you work out with other people. And here's, here's a clip here of you working out with partner. It, it, I'm talking about body strength here. Why do you work? Why do you have the setup in the middle of the ocean or the lake? What, why is that? Because of the water oh. to, to work the balance? Why is that? Uh, this is actually just um, the fancy thing because, you know, I'm, I'm organizing the pole camps in mm -hmm. Turkey and um, people come to get the, the knowledge, the experience, and of course the cool content like for Instagram right. uh, because nowadays everybody's using TikTok and Instagram and uh, people want to have some cool content like photos or videos and this is i think one of the rarest things in the world because i've never seen anywhere something like this like the floating pole and uh, yeah that's why actually i've made it over there and uh, but there is not, not much reason like uh, functionally it's for nothing it's just uh, just about the, the content and cool videos that's it i thought because maybe the water the water is so uneven, right? You have to balance your body to make sure you're even with the water, you know, because the water would throw you off. You're not on a flat surface, like if you're on the ground, right? That's true, that's true, yeah. But uh, I never thought about that. I just discovered it during, uh, like, making videos on it. And then, of course, people have to adjust, and it's kind of cool experience as well, and cool training. Also, like, uh, when you do some big jumps uh, i did few jumps from the boat to the pole in different positions mm -hmm. and it's really it's much easier than doing it for example to the um, fixed pole which is like attached to the floor or on the stage because it the water softens the landing and it it makes it move a little bit so it ab absorbs the impact so you don't get hurt that much as much as you would as you would get hurt on the um, let's say fixed pole true how, how often do you hold your camps, your pole camps? Uh, really often. Every month, sometimes twice a month. Uh, I just do break uh, from the middle of January until March, or oh, until April. And I start again uh, uh, on, the, on the 1st of April. So if I wanted to come to Turkey for your camp, how, I would have to book in advance, of course, but how long does the camp last? How long do your, your pole camps last? Each of my camps uh, lasts for 10 days. Mm -hmm. We have um, two days training, one day off, two days training, one day off, and uh, we have different activities. It's actually, I, I always wanted to build like a pole paradise, you know, where you can get, <laughs> where you can try everything, like, Whatever it is, like water pole, okay, let it be water pole, beach pole, uh, flying pole, uh, foam pit where you can jump different flips, like double flips, triple flips, whatever, land on your neck and still stay alive, you know. And um, yeah, that's how my my dream uh, came true. You are, you have people coming from all over the world for your camp. Are you? Yeah. Are you at? Are you surprised that 
you're reaching so many people. So many people want to come work and train with you. Uh, actually, I'm not uh, much surprised because um, I have a um, very wide uh, audience range uh -huh. in the in my Instagram, and um, I mean it's not surprising. It's just very uh, pleasant feeling that people from all over the world want right. to uh, want to get the knowledge, want to share this knowledge, and um, yeah, it's very much honorable for me. I would say. You also made a couple of appearances on on television. Uh, I, I want you to I want to play a clip and I want to come back and talk to you about it. I want you to tell me about this television appearance that you did. It it seems sure. like it was kind of like an American Idol, yeah. It was a Got Talent show. I've okay. been to a few uh, Got Talent shows. Yeah. All right, let me play. We'll come back. We'll talk. I думаю, Дима сам і пояснить, чому я так його назвав. Меня на самом деле очень сильно всегда вдохновляли ниндзи, они там по бамбукам забегали, атаковали там башни. Я себя олицетворял с таким же персонажем, и я нашел очень крутое место. Оно находится в долине горной. Крыша такая черепичная, вот такой вот формы, балки. Like the original was Britain Got Talent or America's Got Talent, mm -hmm. but yeah, in uh, in Ukraine and Russia they uh, they they used to run it uh, every year, and I I used to compete in both and uh, get to the final in both, but never won. Yeah, but you won now, though. You you won now because you're you're nine times world champion. You might not yeah yeah won. that's you, true. You might not have, you might not have won there, but you've you've definitely won. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Actually, it's very, it's very not common for uh, Paul Atlet to to get that far. And I was very at that time. I was very surprised. This was quite surprising because it's not like a Paul audience. It's just uh, people who who may never even seen what the Paul is, mm -hmm. and they still appreciate the art and the, what I do. Definitely, you post a lot on social media. Uh a lot of a lot of tricks you do a lot of tricks on instagram a lot of it i'm surprised about here is one that i saw recently and i i want to i want to play it and i want to talk to you about it because when i saw it i was like whoa all right that takes a lot of balance but let me play it. we'll come back we'll talk yes How did you get the idea for this one? Uh, actually, it just came spontaneously. I had that stick with me, um, and uh, I actually used that for uh, hiking because, you know, when you hike, you need something to uh, lean on. Like uh -huh. people use some sticks with hooks, and I just had this one. And uh, when we were at the top of the fortress, it's, it was quite high. You can see it's very high there. And I decided that it would be very impressive if I pose for uh, like two seconds or three seconds on the edge of that fortress in in my in one of my favorite uh, moves. So yeah, that's how the idea came up. It was really spontaneous and really short. I just did it, and then we kept walking, kept hiking. Okay. Uh, I know you're based in Turkey. Do you have plans to expand? Maybe travel 
uh, whole classes in different countries, maybe once a month or uh, every quarter? You know, before the COVID, before the COVID, I used to travel a lot. I, I've, I've been to 47 different countries and some of them a uh, few times mm -hmm. just because of the poll, because uh, um, I've been invited to, for, to teach workshops or judge competitions gotcha. uh, or perform. So, yeah, uh, at the moment with the current situation with the war and stuff, um, it's, it's pretty hard. Uh, so, I mean, once it's over, uh, I will, of course, keep going and keep uh, running the same thing. But at the moment, it's much easier for me just to, to be at the same uh, place and not me go coming to different countries, but people from different countries coming to me. You, you spoke of the war, uh, the war. Are you talking about the war in Ukraine? Yeah, yeah. How is that? How long have you lived in Ukraine? Uh, I lived there um, about 10 or, or 12 years. Okay. You were born in Russia. You lived in Ukraine. Yes, I was born in Russia. Yeah. And you, you lived in Ukraine for a great period of time. How is, yeah, how that's is, true. How, how is the war affecting you because obviously you have family in Russia and you have friends, maybe family in Ukraine. How, how is it, you know, how are you dealing with it? Uh, actually it, um, it ruined many, many plans and, uh, many, it limits you as well. I mean, limits, uh, limits me and, um, my friends, my, uh, my family, of course, but uh, I try to find the advantage in, in all situations, like whatever happens to you when you look for, I mean, when you don't complain, just com complain and saying how bad everything is, mm -hmm. you just try to find the ways in this bad situation to deal with things. So that's, that's what I try to do. Of course, now uh, at the moment, I, I don't travel as much because, uh, because I have Russian citizenship and uh, I'm not allowed to many countries because of sanctions and stuff. Uh, yeah, and now getting visas getting uh, very complicated. The process itself, uh, but um, I can do nothing about it. So I just, I just uh, trying to adopt in this situation. You know, here you are. You're not really involved in the war, right? Uh, but yeah, and. Here, I live in the United States. I can't tell you much of... I, I know there's a war going on between Russia and Ukraine. I don't know all the details, right? But as you're, you live, you're, you have Russian citizenship. And this war is impacting you in ways that you didn't think it was going to impact you, right? There's a lot of people from the Ukraine displaced. You being a Russian citizen, you want to travel, go places you can't because you have a Russian passport. Uh, I don't True. think a lot of people understand the impact, the, 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 the larger impact that it has on people's lives. Yeah, that's, that's true. Have you, it just not been, yeah, it just not been much advertised because, um, because, you know, I also ne never wanted to promote this or talk about this much on social media. Yeah, there were many people asking me to do revolution or whatever, but of course it's, uh, yeah, you know, like, oh, you have so many followers. I said, even if I had like millions of followers, it wouldn't, I mean, 
it's not like Che Guevara times, you know, when you could just go out on the street and, you know, fight against the government. So, yeah, I just, uh, I don't complain. I just keep, keep moving, keep moving in my, uh, in my own way, trying to not uh, lose it. That's it. But also, I, people may look at your followers and expect that you should be doing more. But you're not a politician, right? So exactly, y- your followers didn't come to your page because of your political views. They came because of what you do in poll work, in poll artistry, in the poll, the sports of polling, right? So for you to switch and express your political views and how you feel and you know your religion, I, I don't really know. I mean, listen, people ask me to do the same thing, and I don't think that that's the platform for it. I mean, I do interviews, but I don't talk political stuff. It's not, it's not to say that those stuff don't concern me, but that's not the audience that I have, right? And yes, you're, you you have a kid and definitely you want to travel because your income, your work depends on you traveling. You were doing it prior to the war and it's affecting you. And granted, you're dealing with it well. I think it's kind of, you know, people expecting you to do, to take a political stand. I, I, uh, you know, I think that's very selfish of them to even suggest that. Yeah, that's why uh, I was, um, uh, first, of course, I reacted and uh, I was very upset and I was very nervous and I was trying to find the solutions. And now I just ignore it because I, I realized that uh, there are these types of people which um, which wants the feedback like they they, they want some neg- negative energy back or whatever you do right. they will always blame you if right. you speak they will say you speak wrong if you don't speak they will blame you for not uh, speaking at all so i just keep doing uh, my my work my art and sharing it and those who uh, appreciate it they will stay definitely dimitri listen I'm happy that you came on. I know we had a different, uh, we had to work on the schedule. You know, I'm happy that you're here. Uh, I would love for you to come back. I Our next interview, we got to do it in person because you're going to have to show me some tricks. You're going to have to put me on that pole and let me do some skills, man. Okay, okay, let's do that. <laughs> so listen, we have to, we got to do this in person. We got to. We got to do a sit down. This is just, it wouldn't be right. You know, we okay. Gotta be, we got to be in the studio. I got to bring my crew. And we got to, you know, you got to teach me to do a couple of those tricks so we can do it. Okay, let's do that. But on a serious note, listen, I am happy. I'm happy for you. I I like what you're doing. It yeah, was a it was a very good conversation. I I appreciate you taking the time out to come on and chatting with me. And you're more than welcome to come back anytime. Okay, thank you very much, Keiko. All right, you take care, and we will speak shortly. Yeah. All right. Have a nice uh, day or whatever you have. Yeah, day uh, for you, night for you. Thank you. Take care. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. All right.